Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense. But we are ASAP Science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about veganism. Is it actually good for your health or could it be detrimental? Is it causing negative impacts? We'll also be talking about the environmental impact of veganism. But before we get to that, we'll be talking about bird migrations as well as mosquito season. Tis upon us. Tis now. Yes. No, it's not now. We were no. just hiking and there weren't mosquitoes. Just about. Just about to start. Whoa. Do you know the date? June? Yeah, the mosquito's birthday is... No, I have no idea. It is June, though, because yeah, we were June just on a hike, and they said the hike we went to was the worst place they've ever been for mosquitoes across all of Canada, if you went in June, is what mm. they said. But we went, and like there were truly thousands of tiny little bugs that were not big enough to bite that were everywhere, but it was kind of nice because it was like... They were annoying because they'd hit your face, but they were too small to bite. Yeah, too small to bite. You should hike in early May. Probably perfect for the birds. Yeah, we, we went birding. Oh my god, it was crazy. We, we went to Long Point, which is in southern Ontario. It's like a really long landmass that is a point. It's <laughs> the largest sand spit in the world on freshwater. And it was my very first official birding trip. Thanks to Greg dragging me there by the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wanted did to. Did you go. like it? Yeah, I did. I think I'm like, no, I'm still not at the point that you and like, it, it was a good mix of a group. Like we had like a place to stay and some people were like hardcore birders or wanted to be and some were more casual. I'm definitely in the more casual part, but I like, I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think we went too hard. No, you're right. And like we, we weren't were, like getting up at the crack of dawn. Yeah, exactly. And it was nice. Like they had like a center there where they were tagging or banding birds to, yeah. like for research. So they were literally catching all these birds in little nets and then they'd tag them and you got to see it up close and personal. I thought that was the coolest thing because I think as a somebody who's not 
overly into birding like I am, but I don't have a lot of experience. Like to see them from far away is a different thing than actually getting to see them yeah. up close and personal and, and be taught about them. It was wild. Like when you go on these bird watching trips, they give you little brochures to like tick the birds you've seen. And the whole point is that you walk around, look through binoculars, you try and find them. But then it was like, wait, <laughs> we can just stand here and then they'll fly into a net and these scientists will catch them, bring them in, ban them. And I'm, we were just ticking our little like, oh, saw, the yeah. saw that bird, saw that bird. But it was like, we weren't technically bird watching. We were just like Seeing watching birds get caught them. and then them telling us about <laughs> them. And I was like, well, we're counting we did it. did see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like technically my eyes saw it actually closer than I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. And they were all so cute. It was all these like young like science volunteer scientists who are all like hot and like <laughs> in their early twenties and like living in this like quarters and just like catching birds. And it was like, it's okay. like adult camp for birders. Yeah. But it was like, like, make this reality show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like below deck instead of it being like the crew working on the yacht. It's just the like hot Danish birders below peck. No, what would it be called? I'm trying to think of like, what's a bird pun that would match yeah. <laughs> bird watching dorm. I don't know, but it was like very cool. And long point is famous for bird migration, but it was also really beautiful beaches mm-hmm. and, yeah. um, we got dill pickle fries. Oh yeah. Isn't that something recommend? elsewhere? It, like we've had poutine in our lives <laughs> and this wasn't poutine, but it was kind of like, it was poutine adjacent, poutine adjacent. So there was like a creamy sauce and dill pickle all over these fries. <laughs> I love dill pickles. Never had this in my life before. I, we were like, obviously someone else has thought about this elsewhere, but weirdly had never had this. And it was so good. The lineup was out the door around the corner. So like there clearly aren't dill pickle fries near where we were. Mm-hmm. That was the spot. I need it was to know, so good. Is this like, did they invent this? It was really, genius. it was like, it was like a trailer that had dill pickle fries that we didn't really know about. But prior to that, we were standing at this gorgeous marsh looking at like green heron. Saw my first green heron. It was worth it. It was <laughs> so cool. And then it sort of like, didn't realize that just around the bend from this just beautiful, the river bend? like literal river bend of marsh and thousands of birds was this like chip wagon where chip. everyone was it was like no one cared that like just like a few feet away was the best bird watching in the world it was like no we're here for the dope yeah i'd go back just for that no so you wouldn't like i would it's not that far from toronto we have to make it we'll figure it out okay recipe coming okay. was it vegan potentially move on oh yeah, like maybe, maybe not. Though. Yeah, the yeah. creamy sauce question. Oh, I forgot about the creamy sauce. But like, I don't know what's in that. So anyway. Oh, what did we learn this week? Mine's about bird migration. So does that mean I go first or second? Good Do we keep it in the bird watching? Yeah, but mine is also sort of related. It's about mosquitoes. We've talked about both things already. So Whoa, like, they my both eyes <laughs> are crossing over and I don't know. What you, I'll talk about mine. So this was a study on yellow rumped warblers. Quickly, uh, did you see one? Yeah, of course we did. Because you guys Whoa. were like, oh, it's a yellow rumped warbler. <laughs> Whoa, of course we did. I heard you guys say it a million times. I'm like, I don't know what that looks like or what it does. They're <laughs> not the most common, Mitch. Of course we did. We did. We were lucky to see the yellow rumped warbler. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so if you could guess, it has a yellow rump. Actually, it doesn't even. <laughs> oh, really? Or it obviously does, but the yellow part. Like, that, remember, we were kind of like other it's on the wing. Yeah, it's not on the ass. Yeah, some of the names are like poorly thought out. They must have like se- like seen a bird one time. I don't know. Sometimes yeah, they feel like the name. They're wrong. like, oh, that's the orange, whatever. And then you yeah. like see one that's way more orange, and you're like, they must have seen this one first. Yeah, <laughs> and named it, and then saw the n- other one, and was like, oh, damn, that's the orange one. But we can't change the name now. Also, there's so many yellow warblers. Truly, there's so many different types, and they're like 
Californian warbler, mm-hmm. like Blackburnian warbler, and they all look very similar. That this, you're right. This one, they're like yellow rumped, even yeah. though <laughs> yellow winged. So they found by banding them. Hello, the research worked that when it comes to migration, these birds always migrate at night. Mm. So it's to keep cool. Makes sense to not be killed by predators. Mm. Makes sense. And then also because during the day they need to forage for food to like get enough energy to fly mm. at night. Like so it's kind of when like, are they sleeping? I know they're <laughs> superior to us. They like don't really need sleep. Um, so they found that the birds will take off sixty nine around sixty nine minutes before dusk. Oh, meaning that I know interesting number. See these bird watchers are horny. <laughs> meaning they're using the sun setting to figure out when to start flying. So would that change like through the year? Yeah, like it depends on the summer and the time. It's always like a I guess certain when they're migrating before the sunset. Interesting. And they're most likely to depart when atmospheric pressure has risen over the previous twenty four hours, indicating good weather ahead. So like when we were doing some hikes, people were like, "It's too bad it didn't rain last night because the rain is what makes them stop, mm. come down. They'll forage, forage, forage. But if it if it's nice weather, they're gonna take off and if they and keep flying. So it's kind of interesting. It's like, okay, if it's rained the night before, or the day before is a good time to bird watch. And so, yeah, they're able to essentially use like the sun atmospheric pressure to like decide when to migrate. That's cool. Yeah. Animals are so much smarter than we are. I know. I love in so many ways. I they love, just I like love. understand life and more and more. We're just like, Oh, they're extremely intelligent and in tune with nature. Yeah. Okay. Now onto your animals. Okay. Mosquitoes, the most awful creature in the world outside of ticks. Yeah. Ticks. I was going to make We had a tick weekend. Yeah. So we all, we, none of us actually got bitten, but we had them all. Like we would keep finding ticks. It felt like they were falling from the rafters. film. Yeah. They'd just be like on your shoulder, on your clothes. And it was like, where did it come from? So scary. But so ticks are, I I would kill all ticks right now immediately. Mosquitoes obviously are like, whatever, like lots of birds eat them and they're key to the environment. But, there might be some of you out there like me, not like Greg, who are unfairly, unevenly attacked by mosquitoes. We've talked about this before, but I want to talk about, A, why this happens. There's a new research that has come out, and what you can do about it. Something cool coming down the pipeline. Okay, so there's, like, current research suggests there's a few main reasons why some people get bit more. Um, and it's, like, people who are smarter get bit more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So 20% of the population receives above average average numbers of bites. And Wait, well, how much? 20% of the population gets like way more mosquito bites. Okay, fair. And genes account for 85% of that. Oh, wow. So it is like related to just like your body and who you are. And like they think that um, mosquitoes are attracted by volatile organic compounds that we breathe out. Um, but the ones that we release through our skin are also how they like figure out where to feed. And so it's just like what's being released from your body. Okay. And they said the more lactic acid your body produces, the worse the feeding frenzy is likely to be. So that means you probably don't release a lot of lactic acid and I probably release a lot. Whoa, do you ever like find when you run, you get lactic acid buildup, like, like hard? But I wouldn't know like reference to what, you know what I mean? I don't mean? know. Like, Cause I'm maybe. like, yeah, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm bad at cardio <laughs> i mean but i haven't had lactic acid buildup since i was like in high school doing cross country because i don't ever push myself that hard yeah but like when you're running for fun it's like okay i'm gonna stop <laughs> yeah like, like i don't really know what yeah i don't know i don't know maybe it's just like is what happens but there is a new repellent that is currently being developed 
that can mm. reduce bug bites on these people and everyone by 80%. So this is compared to like the DEET, DEET and like wow. the best existing things. Whoa. So it's made from naturally occurring, occurring cellulose nanocrystals, which are found in things like cotton and wood and something called indole, which is an organic compound with an unpleasant odor. And they basically like camouflage your body when they test this cool. on um, people. Like they get so many less It bites. seems like about time for a better bug repellent. Yeah, in the research, like this is really new and they were like, we didn't expect this to like be so significant. Is it for sale? I don't think yet. No, I think they've literally just been researching. It's going into human trials, but because it's such a significant difference, they may actually approve it for use in some like before the human trials finish it's oh like wow yeah because it is so important yeah because beyond just being annoying getting bites and itchy obviously like mosquitoes are the deadliest animals in the world yeah um and so like this could have like pretty big impacts on areas where you have like diseases that are spread well that mosquitoes. shit's gonna fly off the shelves let me yeah tell you that. also because it's so marketable Right, like uh, as a product, it's like this probably will have a significant impact on the market. Which Johnson and Johnson has got their fingers, they're tapping their fingers on the desk and they're thinking, (laughs) "How do I get my patent on those juicy scientists?" But like, I'm into that. It's like, give it to me. Yeah, inject me with it in my veins. Well, maybe you should just pat it on your skin. That's true. No, I'm just joking. But it's just like so frustrating when I'm like, "Why do I have seven thousand mosquito bites and no one around me has even noticed there's mosquitoes?" Okay, (laughs) I notice there's mosquitoes. I just don't get them as bad as you. That is fair. And it's like they're so itchy on me too. I feel like I just get them and then I'm like in agony. And you're sensitive to like. Yeah, on top of everything, I'm a baby, so it's like I also am just like gonna cry because I have mosquito bites. But that's the mosquito news coming down the pipe. So we're down to kill those animals. But other animals we might not want to kill if we're vegan. Is that a good segue or weird? Yeah, because, yeah. Like, I wonder if vegans are okay killing ticks. (laughs) I mean, I can, yes, I can only assume I just, like, I decided this weekend, like, recently in my life, I was telling our friends, like, I have decided to stop killing, like, spiders in the home. Like, if I see a spider, I'm like, okay, fine. You can live here. It's fine. Like, I don't want to kill creatures anymore. But I was like, no, ticks, I, they have to die. Yeah, they're, wow. They're like, even these, like, house centipedes that are, like, nasty. I'm like, okay, fine. As long as it's not in my bed or in my bedroom, like, anywhere else in the house, I'll close my eyes, just, like, go hide somewhere. <gasps> we have to do an episode on Lyme's disease. Okay. Oh, true. Because yeah. it's like, that is the r- also and ticks the reason are why you're so prevalent tick. in at least where we live in, like, Whoa, Ontario. how have we not done that? I don't know. Lyme disease is so interesting and controversial subject because all the facts can be tense. <laughs> but hopefully we can make it make sense. Shall we take a break? Yeah. Okay. We'll come back and we'll talk about veganism and what it's like for your body. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Veganism. All right, that's what we're talking about today. Is that the like, right term, veganism? Yeah, like vegetarianism. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I don't know why it sounds so weird, but yeah, uh, yeah, right? I know. like you I are know. a vegan or a vegetarian, yeah. but yeah, I know. Continue. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. Uh, we're mainly going to be focusing on uh, its impact on your health, like it, because I feel like obviously, spoiler alert, like for the most part, it's like or for every part, it's better for the environment. And we'll touch on that. Um, but the question is, is it actually better or worse for your body and your brain and your health? Is that like a contentious issue online? I think, yeah, for a long time, I think that was the concern. And I think it's the concern of many people who maybe are considering like even going vegetarian or vegan, but feel that there's like, like the missing fear. something out. Yeah, whether something. it's from just being conditioned that like without like you need meat in your diet or that there's not enough protein. There have been some studies in the past who have, have had contradicting results but the big thing is that um we're only really getting research in now that's been able to have like a long enough tail to actually come to some conclusions about this oh that's or that's been significant enough because the vegan population is growing so much that there's actually a good comparison and good studies so we'll be talking about things like um like teeth quality bone density, um, strength. Is it better for you when you're like an athlete? Is it better for your overall health and your heart, your longevity, cancers, diseases, those kind of things is what we're talking about. Whoa, that's a big Uh, pile. It is a big pile, but there's lots of studies that are now looking into it because like the group of people who are committed vegans is growing. And so obviously it's important for just like general like health stats to understand. And then there's lots of people who are wanting to join the vegan movement um, and care about like, okay, is there something I need to know? What should I know? What will I be missing if I go vegan? Yeah. The study that I found about teeth was interesting and it was not that informative about why these things were happening. I feel like a lot of these studies probably are just large groups of people finding the data, but not knowing exactly like the because there's so many mechanisms and there's like a lot of confounding variables. So I just like made a video on this. It'll be out like tomorrow based on this pod, but I'm sure people can watch it by the time they hear this. Um, And it's like a lot of like, there's different traits in different groups, right? So vegans behave differently, not just the way they eat, but probably the way they live their lives and the things they have access to and the countries they come from or like the, what is surrounding them. So it's hard sometimes to know when something is just because of the food. Like as a simple example, like vegans smoke less and drink less. So obviously that's going to have like larger implications on their lives that will impact their health. And it might be easy to say, oh, they have like less lung cancer, but it's like, oh, they actually also just smoke less. Yeah. Like that's not necessarily the impact of like eating vegan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, better and better quality studies are starting to come out to be able to parse through those differences. Yeah. So this was studying oral health and found that omnivores, so not vegans or vegetarians, um, their gums would bleed more upon the probing method. So they would actually like, like if they were being tap, like scratched or whatever. they would like do this thing to their gums and they would bleed oh. when they were omnivores. 
And then there was a decrease in infections and inflammation in the vegans and vegetarians compared to omnivores in the mouth and gums. Oh, so wait, omnivores would bleed more. More. Oh. And they'd have more omnivores that have more infections and inflammation, but there was higher dental erosion in vegans and vegetarians. They, again, don't mm. know why. This was just like a large study mm. of people, but f that is related to acid, like a lot of a consumption of acid. Mm. Like in and terms of their dental erosion. This was just, like, yeah. Maybe and lots so of fruits and veggies are like, like acidic. That like that's all the studies that was about right. acid, and they did they didn't even explain if that was because there's more fruit and veg. They just were like, it's from acid. So what does that mean? It's like I kind of was thinking to myself, would you be having more acidic things as a vegan? Like I didn't Probably. think about that. like I mean if you're generally consuming more fruits and veggies, like obviously lots are not acidic, but I don't know more tomatoes, more apples, yeah, more pineapple. Yeah. Like there are lots of things that if you were only eating meat which obviously not that many people just only eat meat. But well, isn't that like so weird that like some people do sometimes on my TikTok, it's like <laughs> someone's like, Oh, you just only, I'm like, that is absolutely repulsive. And also like 1000% <laughs> bad for you. Like I don't even like, I never got to the part of the video where they try and explain why that could even be good. Here's what I'm I'll like, say. There's no way. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. This is me always being the, like a let, if this wasn't like, if it didn't have such an impact on the environment and animal cruelty and these kind of things, I would just say like, whatever, if it makes you feel good and you're whatever, like that's fine. Okay. And I think the human body is very okay. adaptable. There's obviously lots of nutrients and essential things in meat, like, and fish and like lots of alternatives. So, Oh my God, think about the farts alone. Oh, of course. But, um, I just mean like, fine i'm sure your body could survive on just meat like some people survive on just like basic necessities like rice yeah no i know, you know it could like, probably survive it's just funny when people are like it's so new. committed to being like a cure-all too yeah it's like wait like no vegetables or fruit like i don't know i just it makes me good yeah and we've known for like decades if not even longer that vegetables are like generally associated with good health yeah like i know it's like it's like okay anyway it's moving on we don't need to talk about that no no it's interesting actually though i will add making a video about the all meat diet though because oh, i am that actually very is curious smart. yeah just like what are the impacts of if you only eat meat both good and bad um i know we're like i'm kind of backing up here but in case anyone isn't sure or didn't realize like the difference between vegetarian and veganism obviously is that vegans don't eat anything related to animals. And that includes like eggs, milk, cheese, things that are like associated with animals, but not necessarily meat. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, so, and I will say like we've, we're currently not vegetarian. We've started eating meat again in small amounts, but before we were vegetarian for like two years and it is like we still did consume a lot of dairy. Like it is, oh, yeah. it is we, like we such a difference. Only ever tried vegan. maybe once to do veganism. Yeah, and we were, did it for like four or five months, and it was like it is like interesting how much dare, how much of a difference I think it is between mm -hmm. being vegan and vegetarian. It is for yeah. me, it felt very different. Yeah, maybe like from the outside, it's like it's not that different. It doesn't seem that different, but in terms of your choices and your cognitive like awareness, has to be much higher to be a vegan. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe once you get in the flow, it's just as easy. But for me, vegetarian was like at least a place that I could always know. I didn't have to question and look at ingredients all the time. That was an easier step yeah. to enter into than when we tried to be vegan. And it was like, I'm stand, And I'm also like insanely neurotic. I would be like standing at every item I was buying if it wasn't a whole food, looking at the ingredients. And, and so it it is like today we're talking about vegans. Yeah. yeah. And many studies clump them together, which is a problem, hmm. which is good in some ways. Like, of course, like if you're just trying to understand eating more vegetables and fruit, what is that impact? Maybe it's fine to clump them together. But I think 
that's why more research is coming out now that's able to differentiate between these kinds of diets because previously like they would just be all the same if you didn't eat meat you were just like part of this other group that didn't eat meat yeah but they are like pretty significantly different I love vegans Um, (laughs) yeah no no like I have the utmost respect I'm always just like slay all day mama yeah no it's (laughs) and it is interesting (laughs) no it's true like I question why we haven't gone vegan and because <laughs> dead silence <laughs> well the craziest part about me I was that i had an insane i didn't realize i had an insane parasite <laughs> that i got the second i started being vegan and i was like oh my god i'm so sick oh my god i'm losing so much weight like all this stuff and then i simultaneously found out i had giardia lamblia and it was like from drinking from costa rican stream water that like i'm like it is crazy how much that, that like scarred you yeah and it's like i need to remember and go back and try again um uh, yeah, no, I, I'm a, like, I'm a lazy piece of shit. It's a lot. It's Is not it like lazy? it's a lot, not like it's a lot of work, but I care about, um, like I really eat thinking about nutrients and stuff like that. And I, and I think it takes more time and I, I need to prioritize it. More. Yeah. I would love to say that I'm, and to be, vegan. I think I the also step love is going out for dinner and like, yeah, I don't know. But now uh, like we live in such a world where you can eat vegan and very yummy and very well and very unhealthy totally, if you want totally, to. Totally. Um, but I think like it's also important to acknowledge and I'll I have a study that kind of looks at this, like, the impacts of just minimizing meat, right? Like not, to, I know there are vegans who are like, you should stop eating anything related to animals and yeah. I can respect that. Yeah. But I also know there are people who are going to have a hard time giving up meat at all. Yeah. And like, for me, it's like, okay, I think if you can convince people just on the benefits of go, like letting go of meat, not necessarily having to transform your entire life. Cause it's a challenge. I think that is the hardest part about veganism is that you're like flipping your entire diet, which yeah. is way harder than it seems. Yeah. Suddenly you're like making meals and you're like, I actually don't know what to make. Like I can make all the things I made before without meat and without like uh, any animal byproduct, but suddenly my plate is half yeah. empty or I'm just like only eating like, rice you know well, what i mean like there's very less being vegan for that time like now that i've gone back to eating just chicken like i don't really eat any other meat um it i am finding it so much easier like i am eating vegan a lot because of mm. the skills i learned from forcing myself to for a short period of time like it yeah. is weird there's like, obviously many meals we eat that end you. up being vegan yeah and and it is because you do have to put in the effort and time to like learn those tricks because mm-hmm. it is actually very um you can have very robust amazing meals you just totally and, and you have to you learn, learn like you go okay now i gotta learn how to cook in a variety of ways with tofu and seitan and tempeh yeah, things totally. that like we didn't eat really that much yeah. before and now I'm like I buy I still buy all that stuff and eat mm-hmm. it all the time yeah. because it is like delicious and you But it's a learning curve it. when yeah. you're just like oh tofu is pretty bland like yeah. am I just supposed to eat this like like a cube of tofu <laughs> Yeah like don't. But then you realize like you can also make it taste better and it can be yeah. part of stir fries and it can be like there's yeah. all these ways to spice it up Um no pun intended pun intended So where was I going to go with this I think I want to talk a little bit about the environmental impact. Yeah. The, the obvious spoiler is that like veganism is better for the environment full stop yes. than any diet, than any other diet. So many research studies have found this. If it was questionable, sometimes people compare it to Mediterranean and they're like, is the Mediterranean diet actually better for the environment? Now it's just like, no, the vegan diet is the best for the environment. And I think that's important to talk about because that's a huge convincing factor for a lot of people, yeah. including us. Yeah. Like 
I, I feel guilty saying this, but like the animal like welfare part sadly didn't convince me. Of course, I don't want to think about animals suffering and I don't want to like. But yeah, it was always just when I was younger, impacts, I, yeah. it was like when it became tied to the environment and like consumption and use of land and water it became like so many extra factors to be like, whoa, hmm. you can hit all these quote unquote birds. It was like a bad <laughs> analogy to use or you a bad metaphor. You can kill all these chickens. <laughs> yeah, with one stone or in fact not kill all these chickens with one stone. Um, and that's cool. But I wanted to talk through like the kind of like top diets and which are the worst and which are the best. Okay. So... um the worst diet for the environment is, ironically, the ketogenic diet. These are people who like primarily eat meat. What is keto? <laughs> it's like, like when you that. don't want your body to like go into, or it's when you eat. You're meat. eating a lot so of emphasis meat. on foods that are rich in fat and protein. Oh, it's like the low. It's low carb. Significantly, no carb. yeah, reduces carbs. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. So, but that includes sugar. Sometimes you're around. I'll say it, gays. <laughs> And um, sometimes they sometimes you're just stuck around gay guys and <laughs> they spend a lot of time caring about their bodies. Yeah, I can say this. I'm a gay man. <laughs> and you meet not just gay. No, okay. I'm just using gays as an example for me. It's like you'll meet them and they'll just be like, Yeah, I'm keto. And you're like, Cool, 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 cool. And then you'll realize like they're like, I don't eat carrots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you realize like, or low, like any vegetable. No like, yeah. And you start like, they're like, the vegetables are the problem. Yeah, and you start to realize, like, you're like, oh, yeah, of course that's the worst for the environment because you end up only being able to eat, Basically, like, meat and cheese, cheese, meat, pork, beef, <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know yeah. that, like, you weren't allowed to eat, like, a cauliflower. Like, it's it's wild. Yeah. When people are really trying to, I don't know, get what? Ripped? Like, oh, how? Again, shit. these are when people talk to me, and I'm just like, there is no way from all my nutrition courses that in any way this is good for you. Yeah. But continue so on. So, unequivocally, that was the worst one. Like, wow. when they okay. ranked them based and on. And it's horrible for the environment. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That is what I'm referencing. Yeah. So, I was, think, I was thinking just about health, but yeah. The second worst uh, is the standard American diet. So, okay, this is, is just meals with five food categories. So, grains, protein, dairy, fruits, vegetables, and oils on the side. So, it's kind of like what? everything. Oh, like the food. Just think about guide. like what Americans eat. Yeah, the food guide. And there were this was split into two categories those who include dark meat and then those who only eat like chicken and the like, chicken version was much lower impact. Like obviously. the idea of like you got to have your meat and potatoes. Yeah, and that you're to hold to like do like obviously having a variety of foods can be healthy for you, but we're talking about the environment right now. Oh, I have to keep remembering that. This so is the, the environment. environment, the standard American diet, meat and potatoes with bread. red meat being included, much much worse. And then wow. people who cut out red meat can make yeah. a bigger difference if they're sticking to that diet. Oh God, I hate red meat. Next so is paleo. So this excludes processed foods, refined or artificial sugars, salt, grains, legumes, and most dairy products. What? What is paleo? Paleo, I think, is people who are like, how do we eat like cave people? Like what is kind of, and oh. in some ways it's like, how do we Why would that exc exclude whole? grains and legumes? Maybe it's saying oh, it like processed grains. grains. Oh, like maybe yeah. Like, like you have to eat like the raw barley. Yeah, like what are you? You're not eating rice. That's white rice because it's been like processed. Whoa. Okay. Okay. The next one's cool. 
so these we're getting into like the top four now uh-huh. in terms of good. These are like significantly better now. Um, and it's called the climatarian, which I feel like I've heard before, but I climatarian diet, yeah, a climatarian diet, but ironically it is not the best one. Okay. Considering it's the best one's vegan. Yeah. We know we're getting to vegan, but okay. climatarian is number four. So it emphasizes local seasonal and fresh food that requires minimal transportation, refrigeration and processing limits, pork, poultry, <laughs> and sustainable fish consumption excludes ruminant meats. Limits pork poultry oh okay and you and like sustainable so it's like thinking about sustainability about like huh. how your food gets to you are you like emitting a lot of co2 just from transporting food across the world interesting and it does still though limit ruminant because regardless of like whether you're getting it from a local farm it's still a cow yeah exactly it's still like cows take a lot of resources a it's lot like of water free, a lot of land free ass chicken yeah, <laughs> like like a free chicken frolicking in fields. Yes, that you cut that you that was with like down the hands. you know a hundred kilometers away. Or That's something. really interesting. That's a hard one in Canada because in the winter it's like good luck, bud. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Climatarian yeah. is an interesting one. Yeah, but because no also ball. I could see as a vegan I'd be like, okay, y- you can't claim that one. What do you mean? Like sorry. Oh, I like, see. It's like yeah. if you're like you know what. I'm a climatarian. It's like, are you like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like every day you're like, where's my small batch milk from? Like, I feel like it's something that people could maybe claim Mm -hmm. more easily than actually put in the work for Sure, but that can be true to like every diet. You can claim that you're a vegan and then just like actually cheat. So if you actually are like a (laughs) strong climatarian, you'd be like, no, I actually need to put in the work. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And I guess being really aware of where your food comes from is still like working hard to figure Mm -hmm. out and you're right in somewhere with extreme seasons and extreme winter it would be much harder like but that doesn't mean you couldn't spend half the year being a really good climatarian and then half where you're like okay i have to like kind of cheat or go outside of these guidelines a little bit that's that's interesting though can you read it again what it said it It says um emphasizes local seasonal yeah and fresh food that requires minimal transportation refrigeration and processing no that is interesting and Mm -hmm. just being like what is in season yeah Okay, continue. Okay, number three, bronze metal, Mediterranean diet. So this emphasizes whole grains, fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, fish, and olive oil, as well as meat, dairy, and egg products, and red wine in moderation. <laughs> okay, wow. So the Mediterranean a diet French person for a long this. time has been like very popular. because, But that still includes meat and eggs. Yes, stuff. but I think it's just in a way more moderation than huh. most people, especially like a North American diet. Yeah. Like... When you're having like some fish sometime or like small portions of meat, like it's just different than what we in sort of like the North American culture or like the Western culture, like think about in terms of meat consumption. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you have vegetarian is number two and Silver. vegan is number one. Okay. Wow. Vegan mm-hmm. slay all day. I know this is why I love vegans. This is why I'm always like, I know obviously people like, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes there's like self-righteous vegans that can make you mad for whatever reason, but it seems like such a small amount yeah. of people that there's so much it's like, no, it's like they're doing the work. Yeah. They're and it's like, they're compassionate. The they're trying to make the difference in the yeah. world in their own life. It's amazing. Like vegans are amazing people. For and sure. vegan restaurants are amazing. Yeah. And, and I know we've talked about this in a previous podcast. I don't have the study or stats in front of me again right now, but it's often pawned off as like this 
very privileged white thing but remember it's like actually other cultures engage in veganism at higher rates because they come from communities and cultures that are already like eating lots of different fruits and veggies and stuff as part of their cultural meals so it's not just this like white thing yeah despite there being a a characterization around it obviously in certain neighborhoods one of the studies i read was about that and the cost of being vegan and how it's actually much cheaper and it is not as much to do with wealth and status outside of specific vegan products right so they were saying the actual vegan diet when you're a vegan you start to realize that a lot of what you're consuming is beans and Mm -hmm. legumes and canned potentially a lot of canned food Mm -hmm. canned vegetables and if you can like stick in that sort of space it can be so much cheaper. Yeah, I think if you're creating and making your own food, it's like, to me, where the veganism gets expensive and sort of privileged is in like restaurants and hip, and sort of like they, Western food trying to transform. They said a lot of the alternatives. What, what, what happens is if you're trying to continue to have like, you know, like there's really fancy fake eggs, really fancy mm-hmm. fake meats. And yeah. it's like, that is where... Um, that sort of stereotype comes in from the research they did, but they're like, if you're actually sticking to whole foods Mm -hmm. and trying to change your diet, not necessarily keep it the same, but like use the products to make it like feel feel like like you didn't change your diet. Yeah. Then it's way cheaper. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Cause it is the, all the vegan alternatives and the things that we buy, like, and we still buy like those, uh, like delicious, like vegan meats from that vegan yeah, butcher. Yeah, fake sausages, fake meat, like is really yeah, expensive. Yeah, and it's really expensive. And mm. it's, but it's like, that's just us pretending that we're still eating all the same things. Yeah. The only time I eat beef, for example, is vegan beef. Yeah. And it's like, I'm eating something that tastes exactly like beef. And that is because we come from a culture that taught us how to like exactly. roast a sausage. Yeah, yeah. So it's easier for us mentally to be like, well, uh, let's make like, hot dogs so we'll have a veggie beyond meat and goddamn business <laughs> yeah. it's insane i'm like how much pea protein am i pissing i know out every day? i know that is the because i really about- like it i like it i don't eat like red meat and pork and stuff like that and i and i i don't really remember the taste of those things but i love beyond Meat. yeah it's great like, it i so think good. for me it's like it's clearly not good for you yeah yeah no it can't be everything in moderation so is fine but i think like in the same way meat is like ext- there's like so much salt in these there's so much fat yeah. there's so much like it's their high high calorie they taste amazing we're eating it for dinner so yeah i mean i'm fine with that but it's like from time to time i'm just like i need to like be careful not to convince yeah. myself that this is healthy oh i'm not i'm i'm definitely not thinking it's healthy when i eat beyond meat but i am just like holy shit this is good mm. and i guess i'm not thinking it is as bad as when I, if i was like a real sausage for some reason it may not be. I mean, like, they're probably not one-to-one. There's probably benefits and pitfalls yeah, of both. But they certainly I mean, it's worth good. then, Can we should segue more into just, like, health generally. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll give the upfront spoiler again. It's, like, most studies find that vegans are healthier in most yeah, ways. Yeah, the studies I was finding was that, too. It was really... But they're, they're really new research. Yeah. yeah. What I will say is, like, from anecdotally, like reading in this space and seeing studies come out over the years that has not been the tune for a long time yeah and it's nice to see that change like obviously i'm not like i want it to just like be what is the actual result but a lot of the headlines that get attention are like 
oh, vegans lack B12. And then they have the, they're like lower energy and have these issues with concentration. A lot of that stuff gets really blown up because it's like, it's sensational, right? Yeah. It's like, so then people fear, oh my God, if I go vegan, I'm going to like have all these health issues. And there's legitimate concern. It's not that that's wrong, but from my perspective, I see those, even on like Reddit, you see those studies like get a lot more traction. Well, like, yeah, people probably really want to, f- like justify why they're not vegan mm, and to be like yeah see it's like yeah. unhealthy yeah um but like you said more and more you'll see like even the studies that find the pitfalls of veganism are able to objectively say but in all these other markers you're healthier yeah the study i found was 56 um it was 56 women they were the same um age same bmi and they kind of like their health um, outcomes were so similar, but some were omnivores and some were vegan. And the vegans, their VO2 max was much higher. They were able to push a lot longer to exhaustion and their muscle strength was the same. Mm-hmm. And it was like interesting because people always talk about VO2 max and they were just like their VO2 max and the vegans were so much higher, even though everything else was the same other than their diet. Yeah. I mean, like the question becomes like, why is it this way? And I think what's yet to be determined is is it because vegetables are so good for you and give you all these benefits or is there something that in In meat is is actually like detrimental and it might be both, right? Like there are so many like, like nitrates and preservatives and maybe just inherently meat has like, like there is like pro inflammatory chemicals in meat and anti-inflammatory chemicals in vegetables. Interesting. So it's like up for debate if like maybe if you're a meat eater at the very least just add more vegetables yeah add more fruit and veggie and like you'll probably see some of those benefits to your but health. they don't know for sure what it is yeah right, right now it's just kind of like we see that vegans and vegetarians are like are generally have lower body weight lower cholesterol longer lifespans lower rates of cancers just like healthy in so many ways there's also low blood pressure like all, like a lot of stuff related to the heart is like so much better we um, are gonna do a video on it coming out because of all the science that's coming out now about protein intake and how hmm. it's insane what people say about uh-huh. how much protein you need to consume in order to like build muscle like that yeah. that like tiktok community vibe, <laughs> which is like you just like every fitness person it's always about protein Mm -hmm. and the science is coming out that there is a threshold that your body can consume that like the amounts that people are saying are just you're pissing out like it's not excreted yeah like there are these crazy numbers that i'm like i think that we need to really get to the bottom of that people get really obsessed over i mean i get it if you're like trying to be like a olympic bodybuilder or something like there's a difference and a lot of these studies are studying that, right? Like they're studying people at the peak pinnacle fitness. Cause I see even people say things like, oh, but like protein in a lot of vegetables is less bioavailable. And like that might be true. Like maybe there's research that shows that. Oh, but like if a you're high just protein like, broccoli is not as bioavailable as what? Like, like there chicken? are certain, yeah. And, and a lot of vegetables don't have complete proteins, but then it's like, okay, there are solutions to this one. You just have like multiple sources of protein, yeah. like a chickpea and lentils and tofu. You know what I mean? You mix yeah. it up. But even when it comes to like this optimization of protein consumption, it's like that's probably not related to you. Like if you're just like an average, what do you say, Joe Smo or what, what yeah. do you say, Jane? But Doe there, but a lot of people are trying to bulk up in the gym. That is sure. the trend of now. But I like. think the difference is marginal. Like when you're talking about oh. like one or two percent less available. 
I think people get so it's like oh, it's like I didn't anything know about with that, it. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's or I just mean it's like anything with fitness. Like people will talk about like the positioning being so perfect to get your pecs activated, and like that's probably true. But it's also like if you're just doing chest like workouts, you're gonna get a bigger chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a professional and you actually need a two percent boost because yeah, yeah. it's like gonna make you actually perform at that top level, then maybe it makes sense. But it's interesting because the studies that have come out on athleticism and veganism are, as it stands right now, it's equally as good as a meat diet. Whether or not okay. it's optimal, it's like it's I thought no a lot of worse. athletes were vegans. There are, yeah, and more and more are becoming vegans. And yeah. like someone, even like Venus Williams, has like attributes veganism. She has like a chronic condition. I forget the name of it right now, but it causes like extreme fatigue and these things. And she believes that veganism is the reason that she can like uh, maintain. And if it does have anti-inflammatory properties, mm-hmm. is that like inflammation is a big issue if you're an athlete. Yeah, inflammation and recovery, and yeah. even like beats, like increased blood flow and oxygenation to your muscles. That was our like third ASAP uh, science yeah. video. It's like how to be unbeatable. And it was like the worst <laughs> title ever and no one watched it. No but it was all about it. how like beats actually can make you a better high performance runner. <laughs> exactly. And in the Olympics, it was like they were running out of beats in the like Olympic villages. <laughs> Everyone was like relying on beats. Because it's like a way that you can like improve without like taking steroids like, and stuff. Taking, to get caught. Like EPO yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that's interesting that like it's good to know that if you want to change to a veggie or a vegan diet, like you don't have to worry about it like destroying your ability even on tests of strength like they've done studies where they like over the course of eight or 12 weeks start people on a meat diet see how like do like workouts and stuff and what they can go to and then switch them to a vegan diet to see if there's like any decrease in performance and there's not i can like yeah it's sort of like mind-boggling to think about why and how anyone would even think I think because there's healthier, but there's just a narrative around meat and protein. And also, also the idea of like, you have to be a vegan who's still eating a lot of nutritious things. That can be the hard part too. If you're taking things out of your diet and not replacing it. Totally. You can be a really unhealthy vegan. Yeah. Like probably really easily. And I think for a lot of people, the hardest part when you change to veganism or vegetarianism is that you probably are under eating because you're removing things and like meat yeah. is like dense compared to like just eating broccoli. Like unless you're adding it and like downing of like, like carbs cans of beans is like hard. It's hard. You, your stomach is so much more full with less calories because it's physically bigger. There's so much fiber in beans too. That's like so good for you. Yeah. No, there's amazing. We should just down beans. We should. I'm I already fart tiny. so much. I can't imagine what will happen if I eat beans. Because I think I do eat beans, the more you eat, the more you also become, um, your body adjusts. I think there's an adjustment period to your stomach to be like, okay, I can start to build a microbiome and bacteria to break this down faster and better in a more efficient way. But if you're only doing it once in a while and you just binge eat beans one night, you're probably going to fart a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like... Oh, and that vegan cheese, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, damn, shit. <laughs> Like, it's so good. Vegan cheese is so good. But I'm always like, holy shit. Like, yeah, mm. it's intense. It's like intense. It's like eating like 50 cashews. Yeah. But I think it is important for people to know that if you are worried about fitness, you can be equally as fit. And studies are now trying to discover, can you actually maybe be more optimally fit? Yeah. And people Yet always are like, determined. my VO2 max. And the study I found was that it was just like vegans have higher VO2 max mm. when they try to account for everything else. Yeah. And that they had more muscle strength. 
Or I'm oh, sorry, it was equal. Mouse on top muscles. of it all, then you re- it's like there's all this slew of other benefits that we just talked about, like your actual health. Like it's one thing to yeah. want to be strong. Fine. That's like a totally fine goal. And I think it's important, like as much as we're demonizing meat because of its climate impacts and of course, like the ethical and moral impacts that some people like see it as meat just on its own inherently isn't like evil. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in moderation, that's why the Mediterranean diet is like so, uh, revered is the wrong word but it's like so healthy people are still having moderate amounts of meat because then you don't have to worry about things like b12 deficiencies or omega-3 like lack and um calcium intake um that is like a big one bone density so like when it comes to like the pitfalls of being a vegan bone density is this thing that they keep coming up against like vegans get more bone fractures and no one Hmm. knows why Hmm. and i was think i was telling this to you the other day like Weirdly, when you look at other countries that don't drink a lot of milk, they don't have this same problem because you can get calcium from like broccoli, bok choy, like tons of vegetables. But weirdly, when we just look at vegans, people who are specifically vegan and don't drink milk, they have all these like a way higher rate of bone breaks. So they don't know what the reason is. Yeah, it could, it could be one of those confounding variables because even then they've been like, oh, maybe we're not accounting for the fact that vegans in general take in less calcium. So they redo the studies and they go, okay, what about vegans who eat the same amount of calcium that people who drink milk have? Yeah. And still vegans have like more likely to break their bones. Huh. Interesting. And while it is like questionable and what if they're just like more active and doing more things that like break your honestly it's it's possible but i don't know like i can't say what the reason is no one really knows there might be another confounding variable or like all vegans are also rock climbers (laughs) um but it's something that's maybe important to know is that studies on kids when it comes to bone problems is like pretty unequivocal like kids who drink more milk break their bones less When they're adults, it's like some studies find variation and it's like, it's like questionable, not questionable. So like like all kids are drinking milk. Yeah. And it's like important. Like, I think it's, it's the question of like, if people are vegan themselves and they are choosing to make their kid vegan, it's like, there's still research that's trying to figure out like, how can you do that in a healthy way? Yeah. And I'm not saying like not to, obviously you can be very healthy, but right now when it comes to just that specifically bone density, kids who drink less milk are more likely to have um, broke broken bones. Oh damn! How? Uh, but again, it's that same kind of thing where it's like I don't I don't know. Maybe it's not because of the milk. Maybe it's because of something else. That's interesting. And that's just though. to do with milk. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and when I picture a kid, I picture like a nasty milk stash and just like I want my milk. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's like love just milk. Like, yeah, of course they're drinking milk. That's like all they like like. Um, but what was I gonna say? So, are you going to think about being vegan again? I think, okay, yeah, no, because I've been on this train of, like, we started eating meat a little bit again because we were traveling, and I've been, like, trying to, like, up my fitness, and, you know, I've been convinced by this industry that, like, I need to have so much protein, and so, like, I was like, okay, I'll get that a good amount from meat or whatever and protein powder, and I'm like, I don't want to eat so much freaking protein powder. That can't be good for me. Yeah, no. I feel weird when I'm just, like, getting so no, much protein. No, it feels like it's, like, soiling green But vibes. I think I am back on the train of, like, how can I make sure, at least at home, I'm, like, really minimizing meat consumption and focusing on the other ways to up that, whether that be through just, like, I think whole foods or tofu or seitan and that. But, but I think that we don't prioritize like cooking Mm -hmm. in our life. I think like that's a big part of it. I think 
like I'm only recently just starting to try and like get into cooking, like kill me now. <laughs> like I've been making the same meals forever. And I'm trying to like mix things up. And that I think is where it could become easier. If you're someone who's like interested in cooking and making meals, I feel mm. like being vegan would be really could easier. have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you're actually already putting in that work. And mm -hmm. I think that's the thing I need to remember that when we were vegan, I don't think we really even got that in to the culture of cooking it. And if you could, I think that maybe, yeah, get there. I think like I need, I need better access to things that are easy. Cause I'm a lazy cook and I'm just like, I'm hungry now. I just need to make something. And so not that like meat is so easy to cook. And to be clear, like I almost never ever eat red meat. It would just be like chicken. And I'm just like, I can literally just bake that and it can be healthy. And then that's that. Um, but I'm just like, what else can I make quickly? And just like either throw in the oven that mm -hmm. doesn't feel overly processed. Like we get a lot of those like veggie chicken bites and stuff like that. And they're fine. But sometimes I'm like, is this good or is this bad? You know veggie I mean? chicken bites. Like those chicken tenders, for example. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. are like probably soy based. No. Yeah. That's not like, I'm like, there's a right. lot in this. That's like yeah. not a whole food. And I think my first goal was like, how can I eat more whole foods? Yeah. So uh -huh. that I know like, okay, I'm just eating like things from this earth and that yeah. feels like an easy way yeah. to be healthy. Or to minimize like processed foods. Now I'm like, how do I amplify the beans and the chickpeas and the lentils and the seitan and the tempeh? I mean, like oh, seitan. that all sounds so good. Yeah, but like seitan and tofu and these things are, are like pretty highly processed. processed. Yeah. That doesn't always mean it's bad. Yeah. But it's like trying to balance it out. And I think that's the stage I'm at okay. is like, how do I slowly move back to being vegetarian? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're right. Like we need to. And from there, I think if I can successfully become vegetarian, maybe I can aim for like levels of veganism because yeah. the truth is like we probably many times like a big chunk of the week might actually be eating vegan without realizing it actually that's not true for me because i have eggs almost every morning yeah I, but i think because i don't eat eggs it's like i do think i end up doing that a lot mm. too but the other challenge that i think is interesting is about claiming it is when you get together with other people yeah and you go away for a weekend or you go to your family and it's like there is power in deciding you are something and not yeah. because it helps other people understand what needs to be made. I, well, I don't know. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Not the hardest. I don't, it just, it's a part. That is it. a hard part for me because I feel really weird about inconveniencing other people in that way. Yeah. So like I've, it's, I've always had a hard time being like going to visit my family and being like, can you make the, a vegetarian when, version when of what vegetarian becomes like at least easier. Yeah, true. Because like if we're ever visiting your family, just take like the meat out, or like a yeah, like, oh, veggie burger. Yeah, we'll just bring veggie burgers. We can throw them on the grill. Yeah, yeah that is easier to like explain to my family yeah. too, and to be like, yeah, I think if I ever was vegan, that was what would happen. It would be like in my personal life, I would do vegan, and then when I'm out, it would be vegetarian, just to like yeah. simplify until yeah. until I have a system that can provide for myself in yeah. those moments. But even like going out with friends and restaurants, like. And it's a sharing plates. Yeah. It's an amazing skill that people who are strong vegans are able to probably be like, I, I know where I can go. I know what I can't have, yeah. but I like am weak in that way. And I'm like, oh, I'm just happy to appease. Like, what does everyone else want? Yeah, I'll go yeah, wherever yeah. and just eat whatever. Like, everyone and sometimes people like when you claim it, people overthink what they need to do. They're like, oh, they're coming. So we have to change things. Whereas like, then you just go out, you have a normal meal and no one says anything. And there's still a lot of vegetarian food that yeah. is being eaten. And it's like, I think it's like, if you're going to claim it too, you just have to try and 
I think to be a good person, you have to like take a lot of the responsibility on yourself and be like, I will bring something or I will. Yeah. Nowadays, like we live in a major city and most places we're visiting, every restaurant has a vegetarian option. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not super healthy. Like maybe it's just like a plain salad and no, fries. but that like that at least in Toronto, like we were that vegetarian for years. And yeah. it was like we never and felt like we were getting shafted. It was more like, um, this is delicious. Yeah. And unless yeah. you're going to a meat specific place that yeah. does like barbecue meat, then you just have to be like, I literally can't yeah. go there. But, but at least in major like a major city, like such a food city like Toronto, mm-hmm. it's not it's actually you're not just like getting forced to eat a mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Although that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's like, I want that. So yeah, I think it's my goal to like move towards this. Um, veganism is still a step away from me just because it's a challenge. And I know that's like kind of, I could get dragged for saying, you know, but no, I no, think it's I, like taking baby steps. Yeah. And I feel the same way when talking to meat eaters, like about being vegetarian or about being primarily vegetarian. It's like, just start by minimizing a bit of what like taking out red meat and see how it feels and things. Yeah. And the things you because learn. it gives you that space to slowly fill that gap instead yeah. of like literally taking everything you eat away and yeah. being like, try and eat now. Yeah. Try and cook now. Like you have to panic and look up a recipe for every single meal. It's exhausting. Yeah. And as we've said in my life hack episode, I'm like somebody who needs to have the same meal like all the time. Otherwise yeah. I overthink it. So I just need to like get my repertoire of, like tonight, the meal I want to make is just like a chili. It's going to be vegan. Yeah. Tonight, the meal I'm making is going to be vegan. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like, like with Beyond Meat Sausage, it's pretending to not. Yeah. And I'm sure there's lots of times where we don't realize like the bread we're having isn't vegan. Mm-hmm. Or like some ingredient in the cracker is not vegan. So it's just like putting the work in to eventually get there bit by bit. Cool. Well, slay all day vegans. We love yeah. You. Honestly, end of the day, veganism's way better for the environment than anything. And really and healthy. Really good for your health. I would say just be aware. The nicest thing is you you can take supplements for almost every problem. That and comes I'm going to look. B12, omega, calcium. You can take supplements. A lot of foods are fortified with these things. And I would just like personally not overthink the bone density thing outside of like maybe being a child or a kid. <laughs> and we're going to do the video and the podcast about protein consumption and how I feel like everyone's eating way too much protein. Probably. So we'll get, we'll get back to you on protein. that. Yeah, we're in a protein era. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for listening. listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.